Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to Shrine Podcast Presents The Traitors. I'm Brendan. And I'm Rebecca. And after what felt like an 84-year wait, we finally found out that Lady Di did indeed drink from that poison chalice. However, the fizzy rosé led to a slow death, which meant the traitors choked at breakfast. Um, Somebody needed to tell Charlotte she wasn't actually at a real funeral. And Harry was talking in whispered tongues around the most tense roundtable of the season yet. Uh, Today, we've got memes. Updates from Diane and Miles And Rebecca has your thoughts and theories Our Hannah She's having a big life moment She is moving house And they've cut her internet off Before she was ready Hannah has done all of the hard work today And has written up the recap For the best episode Of season 2 of The Traitors so far Uh, But it's been left To us to read through Her stunning notes So Hannah we thank you so so much for that Hannah thank you best of luck with the move pet And Hannah bloody internet providers Oh my god the the high drama Do you know what we absolutely Love last night's episode though And it, it I really wasn't expecting the slow death with Diane and I loved no. that. It was the one thing, the one theory we probably didn't discuss uh, but my God, that funeral procession, Claudia's outfit, it was high camp, all of it was just excellent. I think it was visually, not I think, it was visually my favourite mission from the two series so far. Um, the Just the, the black horses, the coach, everyone in their morning clothes. It was just such drama i absolutely loved it um shall we talk through hannah's stunning recap together yes so the episode started episode seven six was it seven jesus seven. It's seven. seven episode seven of season two it mm. started it was night time in the castle we see that miles does in fact hand diane the fizzy rose and it wasn't before the clock chimed midnight yeah, or it was, was a, before was that a rule was i don't know maybe we made that up i didn't maybe they weren't told that it had to be before midnight Maybe we just jumped to conclusions. They may have have kept the dong in for dramatic effect. Yeah. Um, He's beaming as she sips from the glass. So she Uh, did sip. Like we spent days wondering if she would or she wouldn't. And she did. Yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. Like, I mean, she did. We did see her take it off him. I think we just thought she was going to throw it in his face. But yeah. unfortunately, Diane did sip. But there was a twist. At breakfast the next morning, Claudia revealed that the poison doesn't work with immediate effect. And <laughs> uh, we were treated to some massive attack then. Ross was first in, and then Diane showed up. Oh, M G. She's yeah. really um, you know, jumps at the opportunity to talk with Ross because they don't get many like moments alone. And she's like, listen, you need to lay off Zach. Um, she's like, I think Paul's a traitor. Um, 
she's like, mother, you know, you're a question mark, you're acting weird. And then yeah, suddenly yeah. Charlie and Miles arrive and holy God, Miles's face <laughs> when he saw that Diane was sitting at that table. The memes about it, it's like when you arrive into work and you see your boss when you thought your boss was off. It's so good, so good. It was oh a, my God. It was the exact same as when um, Ash, he choked just like Ash choked in episode one, I think it was, when uh, Joyce asked her if she was a traitor. It's just like, he just wasn't able to hide the shock on his own face um, so the final two to arrive in then um, obviously Harry arrives he's suspicious and, and as is Paul and then the final two <laughs> to arrive are Zach and Andrew so everyone's like well everyone's here no one was murdered in arrives Claudia and as Hannah has written here it's Hannah's favourite look of Claudia so far this season mine as well and uh, Claudia reveals yeah same the three of us uh, Claudia reveals the traitors did indeed strike one of the faithful have been poisoned and one of you sitting here at breakfast in front of me is slowly dying and we are going to march to a certain death uh, she's like please dress appropriately to pay your final respects and uh, the faithfuls have to work out who was poisoned and why so then that starts into like this whole conversation, you know, because they don't know what we know. They don't know that it was, you know, a poison chalice, that it was a drink. So they do start out wondering if it was a kiss or if it was a tap on the shoulder. But they all kind of collectively fairly quickly, you know, come to the same conclusion that it must have been poisoned by drink. Oh my God, severe paranoia. Everyone's starting to turn on each other. You know, Zach is like, it has to be a drink. Uh, Paul is like, Diane's the perfect murder because she's a strong player who would mm. never be banished. Andrew calls the poison chalice uh, correctly. And Diane does jump straight to Miles. She confronts Miles in the kitchen and uh, he does stumble, but he pulls it off and Jasmine starts to grow suspicious of Charlotte um, because she didn't like her suggestion of how the faithful was murdered. Yeah. Um, then it is mission time. So this is, Hannah has written here, sexy funeral. And I guess it was quite sexy. Everyone's in black. Claudia, in Hannah's words, looks drop dead divine. And all the faithfuls have to do is work out who the person that was murdered last night who is slowly being poisoned and uh, along the way to the final resting place they're going to get clues um, to help them figure out who it's not so if they can correctly guess the murdered person they will add seven grand to the prize pot right Uh, Jasmine has a shield so she's not being poisoned she gets to sit on the kind of funeral cortege carriage from the get go right so the players who are safe the clues along the way Uh, The first clue is the players who are safe won a shield in the first mission of the series. So that's Jazz and Harry. They jump on the carriage safe. Uh, A choir is singing like this kind of funeral procession song. And they reveal the players who received a vote at last night's round table are also safe. So that's Zach, Andrew and Ross. They also get on the carriage. Then we move to a shrine to the most recently departed, Tracy. There's a card of condolence. So good. Um, There was a card of condolence and there's a message inside from beyond the grave. Um, The person, that just suited Tracy as a person so much, like more than it would have suited any other uh, person who was taking part. So, Of course, the clairvoyance. The clairvoyance. Um, Inside this condolence card, it says the person who was safe is the person who Tracy would leave all her worldly possessions to. Everyone guesses Diane. Well, Claudia's like, I'm sorry to say you are incorrect. And at this point, Charlotte is like, it's like she's actually at a real gravesite. Like she's, 
really, really emotional. And then the final clue is the players who are safe have never received a vote at the round table. So that's Charlie, Charlotte, Millie and Miles. They are all safe and they all jump onto um, the carriage as well. So that leaves Diane, Evie and Paul as the three options. And Diane says, you know, if I die, it's Miles. You know, he handed yeah. me a drink. Paul stirring the pot from the get-go and off they go to the final resting place where three coffins await them. They have to get in, lie down. And oh my God, it was really hard to watch yeah. poor Ross looking at his own mother's funeral. It was, yeah, it was just really hard to watch. And the fact that they all I still don't it. know it's that so Ross ridiculous. is Diane's son yeah. is just, oh my God, like it's absolutely mad. Um, so... The saved, they need to throw a rose into the coffin of the person who they believe has been murdered and reveal why. They're not allowed to confer with each other. And uh, either way, the person with the most roses is getting buried alive, never to be seen again. Yeah, That's so the at bit this that point, we got confused about, yeah, Brendan. You, so yeah. I, I don't, and I don't know what it is. And maybe someone listening has more sense. But if, to me, this opened up the possibility. So obviously the traitors have murdered Diane. But I'm wondering... Obviously, they threw all the most amount of roses did go in on top of Diane. But say if they threw the most amount of roses in on top of Paul, could they have changed the outcome of the traitor's decision? And could Paul have been murdered? Or was it just a case of Claudia would have said, no, you're wrong. Actually, it was Diane. So you don't get the seven grand. Diane, you're murdered. Yeah, we were. I'm confused about this because I think I originally just thought, oh, they just don't win the money if they don't get the person right. But it, just yeah, it was a little bit a, confusing. It's, yeah, it was a bit ambiguous. It sounded a little bit like they could have, because she said whoever gets the most amount of roses is going to be buried alive, never to be seen again. So if they put all the roses on Paul, she said Paul was never to be seen again. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh my God, what would have happened there? That's just high drama. Um, so Jazz goes for Evie, Harry, Diane, Molly, Diane, Miles votes for Paul, Zach says Diane, Ross thinks it's Diane, as does Charlotte and Evie, and then Andrew goes for Paul. And Claudia I reveals love that Miles fact, went for Paul. Yeah, no. <laughs> Claudia reveals that it was in fact Diane who was murdered by the traitors the coffin is slammed shut so it was so abruptly. dramatically I loved it and uh, mother is no more uh, final words I think Diane was an incredible player and it is a massive loss to the whole team that's what Ross said yeah um, and then the, he also said that, that both Ross and Diane had agreed before they went in that if one of them left was either banished or murdered before the other that like whatever happened whoever stayed in the game they were going to keep the secret because they want to win the money um, yeah it's so good because it will make people really suspect Ross then if they find it out now do you know yeah. that way yeah so then in one of Hannah's favourite parts of the episodes every time is everyone in the jeeps on the way back to the castle after the mission this is where we get a lot of juice because the way they I, de- I guess they probably deliberately divide people up so that we're going to hear different conversations so straight in Paul is straight in being like Miles uh, is definitely the person who poisoned he gave Diane a drink like it's definitely Miles he poisoned Diane right um, Jazz Ross and Yasmin um are, oh, they must all be in the, the Jeep with Paul, I think. So that's who Paul's speaking to. Um, Zach is then pushing the Miles agenda. And then he also says that Paul gives him really weird vibes. So like Zach is all over it here. And um, Harry hears this, but then pushes back. And Harry is pushing for Miles. So the traitors are all out for each other. Like they are fit to kill. 
Oh, they are. And uh, back at the house, Miles does overhear everyone speaking about him, including Harry. Yeah. And um, it's just that feeling that Ash had too. You know, he really does desperately try to defend himself. And then, you know what? It's round table time. And we find out that there's 56,550 uh, pounds, I'm about to say euro, in the prize <laughs> fund. And the whole round table is so tense. It's essentially a showdown between Miles yeah. and Paul. Paul is smirking. You know, Miles starts going for him. Harry capitalizes He's smirking on... so much that he has to keep covering his face. Like he oh, cannot help true. himself. And yeah. I do, I have to say, Harry whispering to Zach, it was one of my favourite moments in the episode because they're just going at each other and he's like, do you reckon the two traitors are going at each other? Yeah, like it I, was just so I don't know good. if it's just obvious to us because obviously it's easy to say because we know. But I felt like watching last night's round table, if you were in there and you didn't know who the traitors were, I feel like it should have been pretty obvious that Paul and Miles were both traitors by the way they were going at each other. Yeah, absolutely. You need to look at how the, when you find out someone's a traitor, you need to look at who they just went for. Because yeah. Ash, it's it's always going to be a, a, another traitor because they're annoyed for, the, for them being thrown under the bus. So mm. if the faithful don't realise tonight that, that Miles was arguing with Paul a lot, yes. I mean, that's just shocking really, isn't it? And um, Andrew was like, oh my God, if Paul is a traitor, it's going to break me. What has Paul done to these people? It's, I can't, I did not think Paul was going to be able to talk himself out of all that. But Is he it was like, like um, insane? Was your man's name from the 90s? Was it Paul McKenna, the hypnotist with the glasses? Is he yes, like hypnotizing yes. everyone? What's going on? Honestly, he, I really, at this point, I was like, no, there's no way Paul's going to survive this because Miles was really able to stand up to him and talk back and give reasoning and all of that. And it was just, but yeah, also crazy. But the blood had completely drained from Paul's face. He looks guilty as sin. He is white as a sheet. He's shaking. He's emotional. He's not in, Paul is not in control around that round table, I don't think. No, um, Zach asks Paul about why the traitors didn't kill him during the dungeon episode when they had the chance because he's such a big personality and that's what they were going for. And yeah, he's like, I'm coming for you at the next round table, you know. Mm. It's then time to vote. The majority go for Miles, including Harry and Paul. Yeah. I wasn't sure here if Harry was going to have gone for Paul because the way that argument yeah. was edited really did, did seem that yeah. uh, Miles had won the argument. Um. And yeah, Miles stands up. He's like, I've had a ball. I'm ready to see my family. And he reveals that he is a traitor to huge celebrations from the remaining cast. I mean, only their second one. And like we're seven episodes in. Guys, get it together. Um, Diane uh, is uh, around the round table. Then Ross is like, Diane, like basically what a legend. He's like, you know, like (laughs) top mom. Um, Paul then is bawling his eyes out. And like this is obviously not because Miles is gone. Paul is bawling his eyes out because... Obviously, the entire thing is incredibly stressful and very tense. And I'd say your emotions just need to come out somehow. So then everyone's kind of gathering around. They're all comforting him. They're like, well done. We got a traitor. Well done, well done, well done. Like, Ross is like, well done, man. You know, I'm like, Ross, he just killed your mum. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Ross says, you can't deny now that Paul is a faithful. Um, He has helped get a traitor. He's avenged my mother's death. He's an asset to the team. So, oh my god, Jesus, oh my god, I, I don't know. And it's really funny yeah. because you start at a round table and everyone's saying one name, and then you get to the little slates and they have a different name. And I oh, don't know how they get it's crazy. To be. 
the power of persuasion, really. Um, Harry does worry that Paul's doing too much and, um, you know, he's pushing that that whole agenda of two traitors going against each other at the round table to Zach and Jasmine. Um, Harry really impressed me so much. I think he's just done an amazing job. He's just, he's he's more calmer than Paul. Paul addicted to the limelight, amazing TV, but Harry's just thinking longer game, I think. And Paul does make a joke about almost voting for himself though. And Charlie is falling around laughing about it. Evie still suspicious. Bam, it's then murdering our. Yeah, so the traitors are now two. They have a chance to recruit. That is the rules of the game. We know this from season one. Um, I really thought that the two of them would just be like, let's murder. I did not think Paul or Harry would be keen to recruit. At the start, Paul isn't keen um, because he thinks the faithful will look towards him. Uh, but Harry pushes for it because uh, basically Harry is sort of playing two games here. He's like, we're going to need someone to be our fall guy. So if we recruit somebody who's already a faithful who people think is a traitor, let's make them a traitor. And it sort of keeps the heat off us for, you know, one yeah. more banishment, one more round table. Um, so... Um, do, 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 do. Where are we here? Um, Paul suggests uh, Jasmine and Harry suggests Ross. So then there's a little video clip, you know, the cutaways. Ross is in his room <laughs> in a robe, brushing his teeth. Um, Andrew is wrapped in three different towels, having a bowl of golden nuggets in front of the fire. Gorgeous. Oh my God, I love golden nuggets. Uh, Hannah has Live Your Life King written here. And uh, Paul suggests Andrew. And uh, yeah, we've got to wait to find out who until tonight. So it's between Zach, Jasmine, Ross and Andrew. So I think that Paul has suggested Andrew because Andrew is just like, I'll be broken if Paul's a traitor. Like Andrew is very much team Paul. And I think Paul's like, I can build an alliance with Andrew and then fuck out Harry, you know, that way. Um, yeah. But then Harry's playing his own game. So we put up a poll at Shrine Pod on X and uh, we asked you to tell us who you think the traitors are going to recruit to join the dark side uh, between Ross, Zach, Andrew and Jasmine. Ross, 38% of the vote. Most of you think it's going to be Ross. Uh, Zach is in second place with nearly 35%. Andrew in third and then Jasmine in fourth place. So listen, we're going to find out tonight. Um, I suppose it would be interesting if it was Ross, but I think that um, it's going to be Zach. What do you yeah. think? I think it's going to be Zach as well. I think it's going to be Zach. Yeah. Um, Hannah, thank you so much for your recap. We cannot wait to have you back with us tomorrow. Um... Also, in season one, uh, we were always banging on about how gutted we were that we never got like a reunion show or to see or hear from anyone after they were banished or murdered. They were just gone. Well, this year, the BBC are giving the hashtag fans exactly what they want with a visualised podcast, no less. It's on BBC Two on the telly um, right after The Traitors is on. And it's also as a podcast on BBC Sounds. Last night, yes. after The Traitors went out, we got to see slash hear Diane delivering yet another stunning reveal of hers to poor old Miles. One of the nicest things you said to me was your children would be proud of they you. They would be. And they still will be. Do you know one of them particularly is proud of me? Really? Yeah. <gasps> Why? Ross. No! <laughs> Cheers! No way! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so good that whole two that, that two minutes of Diane finding out Miles was a traitor who killed her and then Miles finding yeah. out that Ross's Diane's son was just 
absolute perfection chef's kiss. For some reason, I keep calling the BBC Visualized podcast derobed rather than, <laughs> un- is it called uncloaked? Well, it's called uncloaked, yeah, but I mean derobed, uncloaked, all the same, yeah. <laughs> derobe, oh my God, crying, crying. Yeah, so that clip from the uncloaked podcast um and diane's delivery is just impeccable impeccable um reb is going to have your thoughts and theories after this okay rebecca we have many 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 thoughts and theories after last night's stunning episode oh guys thank you so much for sending all these into us uh, let's start with some voice notes first up amanda thinks that harry is playing a great game what i think is going to happen now is that Harry and Paul are going to recruit Zach at Harry's request and then Harry and Zach are going to team up on Paul. So Harry's all like, yeah, come on, we'll get someone as like sacrificial, like we sacrificial traitor. But no, plot twist, you're going to be the sacrificial traitor, Paul, because you're, I don't know why he keeps getting away with all this madness. Like, is he really lovely off camera and we're not seeing it because he's just normal? Yeah. What, just brilliant. what is it that we're not seeing that's keeping Paul in there? I think they just don't have enough time to show everyone getting on like a house on fire. Yeah. Do you know that way? And um, yeah. Kirsty's been on too. Kirsty reckons that the traitors should recruit Ross. My absolute dream would be if Ross was recruited by the traitors. He then took them all down in the name of Diane, won all the money, and the icon gave birth to the icon. <laughs> I would love that It would be amazing because the thing is the traitors think you know they're playing everybody but they don't know one huge part of the puzzle and that is that mm. Ross has you know Ross is Diane's son so that would be so interesting to watch I do think it could be Zach because Harry has said it so many times to Zach but yeah. we'll see because Paul might push a lot for um, Andrew uh, Julie's been on too Julie hopes that Zach is picked as the traitor as well I hope it's Zach that's going to be the new traitor because he'll go in there. He doesn't know when to stop talking. He'll throw Paul under the bus within the first 30 seconds at the breakfast table the following day. <laughs> he will. True, he really will. Uh, Babs has been on. She loves Harry. Lads, Harry is such a legend. Um, I'm really loving your series as well. So I thought I'd do a voice note. But I just, I, I absolutely, I'm loving this game and I love the game that he's playing. Paul doesn't see him coming for a mile off because he's absolutely class. Uh, and he's picking the new traitors as people who already have suspicions so he can give them the chop if he needs to. Mm-hmm. He's so clever. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, but he underestimates Harry and that's his Achilles heel. Shut oh, sorry. I mean, that- Harry's clever, not Paul. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Sean thinks that none of the four will accept the invite to be a traitor. Like, can't see Zach, can't see Ross, can't see Jasmine, and I can't see Andrew either. I just think all three of the, all four of them are like, no, we're not traitors. Also, I think traitors being on so close before bedtime is a bit of a mindfuck because I'm now currently laying in bed and thinking about these 20 people that I've never met in my life and have all these <laughs> mad scenarios going through my head. Also, normally um, I do my bits during the task, like, you know, pack my lunch and stuff like that for the next day. Uh, glad I didn't in this one. Yeah, last night's mission was just glam oh. I loved chef's it chef's kiss yeah, chef's brilliant. kiss Sean thanks for that thank and you Phil's Sean Phil's been in touch with, as well with us um, after we made a balls of our mats in our last podcast uh, on wouldn't episode be like us. 6 wouldn't be like us here's Phil 
Hey, fellas, uh, Phil here. Uh, on the last pod, you asked for an actuary to leave a voice message for you. I am an actuary. Um, I felt obligated, to be honest, to call in after you completely mangled the maths on the last pod. So <laughs> what I've done is we're at the halfway mark of the show. I've done a very, very quick bit of maths here. So if you go back to the start, there were four traitors out of about 22 at the start. So if the team had been randomly guessing as they went through, there was about an 18% chance every banishment of finding a traitor. That's about a one in five chance. Um, and although it seems like a lot of people have left, I think nine people have left in total, only five of those have been banishments. And of those five banishments, they found one traitor. So they basically got a 20% hit rate on finding the traitors, okay. which is about the same as the average. So you could argue, despite the fact that most of them seem completely useless, they're actually doing okay and about on average so far. But anyway, enough of the really fantastic show, lads. Absolutely love it. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, my God, oh, Phil, thank that. you so much. You made that make sense. Thank yeah. you. And especially now, they've actually done an even better job because we know that Miles, they've got yeah. Miles now as well. Because we were Phil really and actually, actually... Oh my God, Phil, you should start your own podcast. Actually, actually. Oh my God, or love, actually. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes, Phil. Thank you for that. Um, Thank you, Phil. Right. This is something that I wanted to bring up. This is an email that we got in from Anita yeah. to shrinepod at gmail.com. Anita's been in touch, right? And she says, I'm loving your podcast. And um, when I'm listening to you guys discussing Charlotte's adoration of Paul, I had a light bulb moment. Notice how she says, that he is 100% a faithful. His smugness, you know, he knows that sh she is backing him. And then when Harry does suggest murdering her in a previous episode, he votes for someone else. So Anita thinks that they could potentially be a couple or they could know each other. It could be another connection in there that we don't know about mm. she's like I could see them together and last night she was I think there was a moment that he asked her was she okay at the funeral or something they're just very close and I mean I don't know if they're in a relationship but they could know each other they could be siblings sister-in-law I don't know yeah, anyway okay. Anita just noticed that and said that they do seem to she's so convinced that it could not be Paul and she's really team Paul so Anita Charlotte just wants to bring that up Charlotte was super upset at the funeral like she was like actually funeral upset. Oh, no, no. She is devastated. Oh, no. Yeah. I think I'd be devo when people were leaving as well, though, Brendan. Me, the emotions, do you know? Yeah, I, just, be, I just oh, think God. coffins and everyone dressed in funeral clothes, I think would just send me over the edge anyway. I think I would find that really disturbing if I was actually there. I found it like glam to watch. But if I was there, I think I'd be very disturbed. I was disturbed last night. Okay, obviously the funeral and everything, but at the round table, I was like, why is Zach going for Miles and why is Jazz not going for Paul? I just, mm. I was so angry. I was like, how did Paul swing this? I just, honestly, that man needs to be studied. Like he needs to be <laughs> studied. There needs to be a full investigation. Like they need to dissect that man. That man yeah. has powers. Like, holy shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I feel like he convinced anyone anything. Oh, it's mad. Anyway, more theories now. Emma says, Harry will definitely make it to the final. He's playing a blinder. Paul Hopefully. will be caught out eventually. I think they're going to try and recruit Ross, hoping he'll reject it. Otherwise, just be thrown, he'll just be thrown under the bus later on. It was a cracking episode. Funeral was iconic. Another was. Emma says that she's assuming that they will recruit Zach, who Paul will assume is cannon fodder. But Harry may very well use him to boot Paul out. Yeah, I think that's Harry's just already one step ahead. Um, 
<laughs> Emma says. I hope so, because if I see much more of Paul's uh, bad acting and smug grin, I may throw a shoe at my telly. What's with Paul the laugh? Really the laugh that Paul did in the Traitor's Turret. He did it twice last night. He did it when Harry came in and then when Claudia came in. And I'm like, yeah. is that Paul's actual laugh? Is that a laugh no. that's been put on? I don't, I don't I, know. It's just a bit I think Paul's just ready. He wants this so bad that he's just like trying to be all nicey-nicey and he's acting to Harry as well. Um, he Paul just does this like, from, mwah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, he's like, mwah, ha, ha. Um, Mags has been on. Mags says, Paul voted Miles and vice versa. Why would Miles vote for a faithful knowing that he was toast? If the faithfuls don't unanimously vote Paul tomorrow, well, tonight, they deserve to lose. I agree, Mags. I'm like, come on. I, like, yeah. He's got yeah, like, to it's go. It's time. He's got to go now, surely. Um, Wayne says that was magnificent. Uh, what a send off for Diane. Paul's smugness is blinding him to the fact that Harry's actually in total control. The lad's playing yeah. a blinder. Uh, Flo says Paul will overplay his hand. True. And um, Danny says, I'm loving Miles's roller coaster. It was channeling the spirit of line of duties. Eh. Mew, Mew <laughs> During breakfast, um, how are they all not seeing through Paul? How did his villainous uh, streak not pe- peaking? Uh, sorry, how even did the villainous peek out from behind his fingers at the end of the round table? How did they not see that? Yeah, that was crazy. Um, Thurston says last week was Ash Wednesday and tonight she was risen. What an episode. <laughs> I can't wait for the pod. Uh, Double H. My worry is that Jazz now goes off track having had his confidence shaken when he believed Miles to to be a faithful at the round table. Yeah, Paul clocked that. If Zach is recruited, there won't be anyone left banging the drum for Paul to go. I'm hoping Ross gets recruited and blindsides Harry and Paul to take the whole pot. Oh my God. Mm. Um, more messages about Harry playing a blinder. Karen says, I think they're going to go with Ross and he's going to avenge his mother's death from inside and then take the money. P.S. R.I.P. or die poisoned but never forgotten <laughs> I loved that line in the show last night when they said you know avenging his mother's death and it just reminded me do you remember that awful TV show Revenge and at the start yes, she I always did this spiel she's like I'm going to avenge my father's death yeah and I loved uh, the character Victoria in that show and her like yeah, body dresses it was yeah. oh my god it was so good uh, Sarah says I hope it's Ross but I got a feeling Paul will have talked Harry into picking Andrew it's about time Paul has his comeuppance I'm hoping totally. that the seed that Harry planted to Zach at the round table is enough to bring Paul down finally a tweet from Evie from the traitors Evie was uh, Evie's speaking up now we're seeing Evie speaking up she was standing up for herself she was saying, you know, Paul, she's suspicious. Evie revealed last night on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She says, I obviously heard Diane. Because Evie was like to Paul, oh no, like it's just your word saying that Diane said it was Miles. Yeah. So Evie says, I obviously heard Diane. I just wasn't going to be a pawn in Paul's sneaky game. So Excellent. watch that space with Evie. We might think that it's going to only be Zach or Jazz beating the drum of uh, that Paul's a traitor, but Evie's one to watch. And um, we got a post as well. We got a post. No, I saw this post on Twitter <laughs> from TV blogger Elliot Gonzalez, who's a great person to follow. And um, Elliot wrote, The Traitors finale on Friday the 26th of January, 9pm BBC One, is going to be one hour and ten minutes long. (gasps) We need the extra ten minutes for the ceremonial pouches. Oh my God, we do. And uh, can we also take a moment for some of the social media posts last yeah. night? I was up the walls. I didn't go to bed until about half ten. Um, Diane's iconic Instagram of her dancing to Sophie Alice Bexter murder yeah, on the dance brilliant. floor. 
holding up her chalice of rosé and yeah. uh, she wrote the price to pay for being a summer loving fun hun <laughs> <laughs> and Miles reenacting the burn book scene from Mean Girls and posting a picture of uh, Harry and Paul in his burn book also iconic 10 out of 10 we stand and we loved watching you uh, chat to each other afterwards and do both of your reveals it yeah. was a joy to watch um, I watch that so thank you for entertaining us Miles and Diane you both will be sorely missed on the traitors you both will um, we would love to hear more of your thoughts and theories as always send us a voice note we love to hear your dulcet tones via our website shrinepodcast.com and as well will you give us an old five star review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you oh, listen yeah. to us yeah will you yeah, press follow, follow or subscribe mm. we don't fully understand the ins and outs of this but apparently we're supposed to tell you to follow us or subscribe to us wherever you wherever whatever platform you're on listening to us on and rate us and will you just tell everyone you know watching the traitors that we're podcasting about it as well it just helps more people find us right find us yeah, um, yeah. engage with us please if yeah you can, thanks for that thanks for that um we are so glad that Diane got an entire episode dedicated to her murder, including a campus Christmas funeral procession. It is the end of the road for miles, but is Paul running out of kilometres? We'll find oh. out tonight at nine <laughs> on BBC One. We will be back here tomorrow with no doubt some more appalling takes. Until then, take care.